All right, hello. Welcome to another episode of Down Murder Lane True Crime Podcast. This episode 10. Episode 10. Evan Young. Or Yvonne, we don't know. Yeah. Admittedly, we that's kind of a fail. I actually looked up the fin- I tried to figure it out. Yeah. I couldn't find it. So just, anyways, we're just going to say Evan. Yeah. Evan. Apologize uh, if it's wrong. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Evan Young. Evan Young and Kelly Dwyer murders. And we are on location again in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So this is a special two-case episode um, about these murders. And um, that over there is Heather. And that is the lovely Jessica. Thank you. So these stories, first of all, um, I I did not know about Evan Young. I saw Kelly Dwyer on the news. I did. It was 2013. Mm -hmm. Both of these cases happened in Milwaukee in 2013. And... I saw this girl's, like, when you sent this to me, like, I seen her picture on the news, but I didn't know anything about the case. Yeah. And obviously I didn't know anything about the Evan Young case. So I just think it's crazy. I just remember Evan Young, well, we'll talk more about this, but he disappeared on New Year's Day in 2013. And I had, like, a three-month-old at that point. So I was, like, always up in the middle of the night, like, reading stories on my phone, Mm -hmm. feeding a baby. Yeah. So I read a lot about it while I was feeding baby Nate in the middle of the night. Okay. So I just kind of like was following it quite a bit. Um, And then, you know, we were trying to always not do such heavy hitters. Not that we don't love talking about the serial killers, Mm -hmm. but there's also really interesting cases that happen closer to home. So I was trying to think of some interesting cases that happened in Milwaukee um, and that one just popped in my head. I and then that. the Kelly Dwyer, Chris, Chris Oko one just, you know, kind of popped in my head, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll find later that they're kind of connected. We, when we were going through and researching, we found some connections between the two, besides the fact that they're both in 2013. And some there's some other interesting things about the cases that are noteworthy and how they turned out. Um, yeah. A lot of good police work, detective work involved in both of them, which Jessica and I think is just really cool. So badass. I love yeah, it. Yeah, we, we love it. Yeah. That's our jam. Yeah. We're supposed to be detectives. And are there? Yeah. yeah. What you said in that one thing, like... Yeah. What is our... In my Facebook post, like, yeah. what should my career be? If I wasn't a wedding planner. Yeah, yeah, if I wasn't a wedding planner, which I might not be very much longer if this yeah. doesn't get better. I'm going to have to reinvent myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect, like, I suggested we should open up a private investigation sure. firm. Let's do it. I mean, what we already, we like, look up everybody. Yeah. What would we name it? Yeah, what would we name Lot it? Lot Lizard Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> it should be named Gotcha Bitch. Gotcha. Gotcha Bitch Incorporated. Inc. I love it. Kind of like Murder gotcha. Inc. Yes. Gotcha Bitch Inc. <laughs> Bam, son, Inc. <laughs> and anytime we catch anybody, I want to be like, Gotcha Bitch Inc. Yeah. Gotcha Bitch her. Busted big time. Busted. Remember um, from Jersey Shore? Yes. Polly D. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is going off of a Okay, a so anyways, if anybody wants to crowdfund our new endeavor, Gotcha Bitch Inc., <laughs> I'll send you my Venmo. Yeah. Just slide in my DMs. Yes, like always. Yes. Okay. Oh, goodness. So come take a trip with us down Murder down Lane. Down Murder Lane. Okay, so first up, we are going to talk about the murder of Evan Young. I don't want to see their faces. I don't want to listen to what they did. There's nothing in my mind that can justify what they did because they took him away from me. These are the words of Annette Cross Perry, mother of Evan Young, 
who disappeared from his Northside Milwaukee home on January 1st, 2013. So at approximately 10.45 on January 1st, it is reported that Young entered a Chevy Impala, which pulled up outside of his home at about 10.45. Um, 10 um, oh, was it 10.45 a.m.? It was p.m. Oh, it was p.m.? Yeah. Oh, okay. 10.45 p.m. And then he was never heard from nor seen again. Evan Young, who was also, who also used the name Young LT, uh, was a transgender man and local rapper who was born Ebony Young. And you can search Young LT on YouTube. It's got some... Got some jams. Got some sweet jams. What is it again? Wake up weed. Sweet yeah, that... Weed. Yeah, Eat basically. Weed. Right? Something weed. Yeah, it's like totally a ripoff of that Kendrick Lamar swimming pool song, which is like Kendrick Lamar's song is about drinking. Like, wake up, drink. Something, drink. Faded, drink. Faded, drink. And then... I want to listen to that song Yeah, well, we can listen to it. We can have a dance party after. (laughs) And then young LT, Evan Young's, is like, wake up, smoke. Something, smoke. Oh, I said weed. Yeah. (laughs) Faded, smoke. Smoke, smoke. Eat, smoke. Eat, smoke. Drink, smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Eat, smoke. Okay, Work, smoke. It's true. I mean, basically, it's the same exact beat, except... He just changed it to be about weed instead of alcohol. Drinking. And it's like, okay, are you going to cite your sources? Yeah. Because at the end, yeah. didn't call out? I mean, I don't want to talk crap about the dead, but it was not very creative. Okay. Was his <laughs> other jams? Those are a little better. I don't know if the I watch the weed I song, the one, but... <laughs> I don't know if the, the one I sent you. Yeah. I don't know if the weed song was like his first stab at it or whatever. And then he was like, all right, I can't do that anymore. I got to use my own material. Maybe, yeah. I mean, don't (laughs) get me wrong. The original song is really good, and it's super, super catchy. So I get it. He's like, ooh, I got to make the song about weed instead of drinking. It's almost like a a weird take on, like, the weird owl. Yeah, exactly. Except it's not about Amish people or, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. All right, so anyways. You look it up on YouTube. It is totally worth watching. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll watch it after this. Yeah, we're going to watch it again. Yeah. So by all accounts, no one besides Young's family knew that he was transgender. He openly lived life as a man. He had girlfriends. He had facial hair. He had masculine tattoos. He used men's restrooms. Young and his brother got into playing rap shows and recording music. His brother got him into it, but um, Evan really took it seriously. It is reported that Evan regularly talked with friends about how to market their music and promote their shows, which is awesome. He's like helping people out. Yeah. I love it. So his music was mostly about partying and he did not subscribe uh, to the thug gangster rap musical content, which that's different. Just only weed. Just talking about weed. I guess. Maybe it's not so different. Okay. So on YouTube, you know, we already said you can find um, his remake of Kendrick Lamar's Swimming Pools, um, which he changed to be about smoking marijuana instead of drinking. He was more passionate about weed than alcohol. But you know what? If that's what you're passionate about, do it. Yeah. All right. So Young's roommate, Billy Griffin, stated that Young left their home near North 52nd and West Custer Avenue in the Impala and drove away with the driver and occupants of the vehicle. He was reported missing the following day after he missed work, as well as a scheduled get-together with his mother, both of which were uncharacteristic of Young. Young could not be reached by phone, and his mother was the one who filed the missing persons report. 
Young's family spread flyers about his disappearance and went on television seeking help to find him. Two other young men had also disappeared earlier New Year's Day in the area, one downtown and the other in a neighboring community of Cedarburg, which is north of Milwaukee, both after drinking with friends and celebrating the New Year. Did they all get the same press with missing? Um, No. No? Okay. According to people in the community um, that Evan Young disappeared from, they were upset that he did not get the same amount of press as the other boys. Hmm. Or young men. I shouldn't say they're boys. They were all young men that went missing. Immediately, Milwaukee police began working several angles pertaining to Young's disappearance and began to find holes in his roommate's story. Young's mother had found a cell phone near where his roommate said that Evan had gotten into the car. The last call made on the phone was January 1st. About one week later, Young's mom turned the phone over to the police. Wait, one week? Why did she have it for a week and not turn it over right away? Like, your kid goes missing, you find a cell phone, and it takes you a week to turn it in? Yeah. That's just odd. Okay, anyways. And did she turn it on? I mean, if I I found a phone, I would turn it on, I'd be going through it. Ah, yeah. No shame. I would be like, oh, Oh, hell yeah. Let's see these texts from. What pictures do they have? Yeah. You know, maybe she would, it took her a week to go through the phone and be like, what's going on here? Maybe she couldn't. Maybe she couldn't find a charger that worked for the phone. It just took her a while. Or maybe maybe she was an iPhone user and was an Android user, and she's like, I don't have a fucking for- cord for this shit. <laughs> like, if I found an Android phone, I'd be I like, know what to do? I don't have anything to charge this, this shit. Phone. No, like, what do I even do with this? Yeah. Like, how do I do this? I'm a blue person, not a green person. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, or maybe it had like a code on it or something. Yeah, I don't know. she couldn't break the maybe code. It maybe it was like a Motorola razor. <laughs> Those were the shit. I know. I had a pink one. And I'm not even a pink person. I know. I know. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Where was I? All right. So she turned the phone over after a week. So she turns the phone over after a week, and the police traced it to Victor Stewart and Ashanti McAllister. Stewart was a suspect in the theft of his wife's car, an Impala, like the one a witness had seen idling in the area near Young's house the night of January 1st. Okay. So... His wife called his car, her car, stolen, stolen, and then the husband was a suspect? (laughs) Isn't that just like, hey, honey, um, my car doesn't have any gas in it. I got to go to the store and get some bananas and some bread. So I'm going to use your car? Like, isn't that what you do? Yeah. Yeah. But maybe he hadn't come back for a while. Oh, we're going to find out. Uh, Okay. All right. All right. Um, So Stuart's wife later admitted that... She had lied about the car being stolen. Oh, okay. Mm. Because she was angry that Stewart had taken it on January 1st and did not return until 6 a.m. on January 2nd. So she was gone. He was gone for a day. Well, he left on the 1st, the evening, and didn't come back until he was gone all night. Oh, okay. So she was mad. Yeah. Comes back at 6 in the morning. Yeah, she she missed work because of his ass. Okay. Be like, what is wrong with you, Victor Stewart? Yeah. Your shit together. I gotta go to work. I gotta fucking work. What are you doing? Yeah. Sitting around smoking weed. Work. Listen to rap. Weed. So, oh, so video smoke. games. Weed. Smoke. Yeah. Eat. Weed. Wake up. Weed. Smoke. And it's she's smoke. like, yeah, I, started saying I gotta weed. go to. I gotta go to work, Victor, to support your ass, probably. Okay. So when he I did, did piss too. I know. I get it. Yeah. I get it. All right. When he. But she did, did lie. Yeah. This That's not that. cool. That's not cool. But I understand because there's been a lot of mistrust with, you know, I understand. I mean, okay. She's mad. Yeah. So when he did return the car, it smelled strongly of bleach. Mm. Like, I didn't, t- you didn't take my car to go clean it. Yeah. 
Motherfucker, I need to clean my car. Exactly. And if you're going to clean my car, wouldn't you just use a vacuum? Yeah. bleach? And some armor all? Yeah. Windex? I I don't know. Okay. All right. So a bottle of bleach was found inside the car, and Stuart's wife placed it under her sink at home. She's like, oh, I got some bleach now. Well, back in in March and April. Yeah. I would have done that. No kidding. Couldn't find bleach. Bleach? You couldn't find um, disinfecting wipes? Yeah. Lysol? Still can't find a lot of that stuff. I know. I can't with the time. I know. Okay, so Young's roommate, who was mentioned before, Billy Griffin, had initially told police that Young got into the car with someone on January 1st. However, in the criminal complaint, he admits that Stuart McAllister, Ron Allen, and Devin Seabury, is that Mm -hmm. Devin Seabury? Members of a street gang, the Chicago-based Black P, oh, Black P Stones, is that what the name of the gang is? Black P Stones. I watched a lot of Gangland when I was on maternity leave both times, okay. so I know a lot about them. Really? Yeah. So why are we talking about this? This is crazy. Why aren't we talking about gangs? Yeah. We can do that another time. At both maternity leaves, I no, watched... No, why are we talking about this? <laughs> no, it's okay. They're all... It's all right. These people are all... Safe to be talking been... about? Yeah, it's it's okay. Okay. Um, But yeah, I watched a lot of um, America's Next Top Model in Gangland on maternity leave, so I know about them. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you another time. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah off, off. Yeah, off mic. Yeah. Okay. okay, so the Black Pea Stones gang went to their residence with the intent to kill Young. Mm. Griffin and Stewart are cousins. Billy Griffin was estranged from the gang and not an active member. So how do you become estranged from the gang? Like, yeah, he like, did something to, like, make them mad, and they're like, all right, we're breaking up with you. Yeah. I mean, you have to have initiation in, right? Mm, blood but, in, blood out. I guess. Yep. It's scary. I know. Okay, prior to the murder, Stuart McAllister, Allen, and um, Seabury came to Griffin and um, Evan Young's house and said that Young could not be trusted. Mm. It is said that Young was robbing people in the neighborhood and also reportedly stole another local rapper's beat. I mean. So, I mean. So, he's robbing people and he's stealing their beats. Out of their his own community. Not even just Kendrick Lamar's beats. Yeah. I mean, like, that's different. But he's stealing, like, other local rappers' beats. That's not cool. No. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying that, like, he deserved to die, but, I mean, that's some shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, yeah, so that makes sense. And, you know, they told Griffin he would be readmitted to the gang if he killed Young. So that was his re you know. They're like, listen, man, your roommate is, cannot be trusted. Like, that's enough. Stealing people's beats. And robbing people. Ripping off Kendrick Lamar's music. (laughs) You gotta avenge Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Yeah, event. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar's honor, yeah, and music. He's robbing people. Cannot be trusted. Yeah. All right. So the complaints say that say instead the group took Young to the basement of his and Griffin's residence at fifty three seventy nine North Fifty Second Street in Milwaukee. They then choked him with a chain and taped a plastic bag over his head while McAllister held a gun. After Young passed out. The group beat him with tools they found in in the basement. Griffin, Young's roommate, said that he could not take watching anymore and went upstairs to smoke marijuana. Beat him. Yeah. Weed. <laughs> beat him. Smoke. Weed. Bag, Bag over, over his head. head weed. weed. Smoke. <laughs> Something's wrong with us. There's some. So choke okay. him. Weed. Bag beat over him. his head. Weed. weed. Gun to his head. Weed. Smoke. Beat him. Weed. 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 <laughs> he smokes weed. <laughs> Weed, weed. 
carry on? Where was I? All right. So he couldn't handle it anymore. So he went upstairs to smoke weed. <laughs> All right. So then, now I got to get my composure because okay, I'm talking sorry. about some shit right now. All right. Okay. So then he heard the others say that they wanted to make sure he was dead. And he reported to hear three gunshots. Mm. Bam, bam, bam. Griffin reported that the group later cleaned his basement with bleach. Ding, ding. Bleach. Mm-hmm. We heard about that. Yeah. Didn't we? Um, then rolled Young's body up in a sheet and took it to Stewart's wife's car. Then to a trash bin at 8100 North 84th Street in Milwaukee. Investigators found a piece of duct tape with Stewart's fingerprints on it in the basement, as well as eight blood spatters on the basement wall and floor and on a bucket. The blood in the spatters turned out to be Young's. It was interesting to the investigators to note that the blood turned out to be female blood. Because nobody knew that he oh. was transgender. Okay. Yeah. He openly lived as a man. So nobody knew this. This is how they learned that Young was transgender, although this was not found to be a factor in the murder. Okay. So the people that killed him, the people in the community, did not, besides his family, did mm-hmm. not know that he was yes. transgender. Mm-hmm. Right. So DNA from the defendants was not found in the basement. And this is a really important note. Okay. They did not find DNA from the defendants at all. All of them. Anywhere. No. Um, However, in the trash can, investigators did find a chain, burned clothing, and evidence that someone had set a fire there. They also found one latent fingerprint in the Impala found to be Stewart's, along with fibers of duct tape. But that's his wife's car. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not terribly incriminating at all. I mean, I'm sure your fingerprints are in Doug's car. Yeah. I'm sure my fingerprints are in Mike's car. And obviously, I ride in it. Yeah. We drive it sometimes. Right. When we, we bring get, it back the same day. We bring it back. I don't bring it back at 6 in the morning smelling of bleach. Yeah. And, I mean, fibers of duct tape aren't... I mean, it's kind of weird, especially if, like, you're a suspect of a murder mm-hmm. where there's duct tape involved. Yeah. But it's not super weird. It's all... This all seems like all circumstantial because this is just a yes. confession. This is exactly. what they have. Exactly. So there's no DNA. Okay. And they, then they... All they found in the burn thing in the, in the dumpster was a chain, burned clothing, and evidence that someone had set a fire there. So that's important to know. Okay. So authorities believe Young was shot with a twenty two caliber semi-automatic silver handgun owned by Bruce Christopher. Why do I want to say Christopher Bruce? Like, I feel like that should be... You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it like it's different. Okay. The gun was located, and Christopher denies any knowledge of the Black Peace Stones gang, besides knowing Stewart was a member. He also denied any participation in the homicide. He was not charged with Young's death, but did face charges for illegal possession of a firearm. Later in 2013, Griffin and the four others were charged with first-degree intentional homicide, which blows my mind if there's no... Nothing ties them to it besides a confession. Mm -hmm. Uh, Subsequently, Stewart, the driver of the Impala, and Seabury pleaded guilty to second-degree reckless homicide. So this is through a plea deal. Mm -hmm. Flipped like a bitch. Mm -hmm. I would um, never yeah. flip like a bitch on you, Jessica. What was the flick like a bee? Or what was the one you flip said? Flip like a bitch. Oh. Flipped like a bitch. Like, that was what um, frickin' um, Walter Ellis did. He yeah. flipped like a bitch on those people in the group home. That's true. Remember, yeah. they were letting yeah, him yeah. out, and he was yeah, gallivanting around mm-hmm. with lot lizards, killing them and shit, and then he flipped. I think lot lizards should be in every one of our episodes. Like, we should Absolutely. find a way to sneak that word in. Well, it's part of my regular life vocabulary I now. Know. I know. I learned something. I know. So, um, so, cause they were, you know, 
They got the plea deal because they were star mm-hmm. witnesses against Griffin and McAllister at their trials. So Christopher, the gun owner, also testified. Uh, McAllister was convicted in June 2013 and was sentenced to life in prison. Uh, he did not, um, he was not eligible for parole. Or he will be eligible for parole in, um, in 2066. So it just really blows my mind that there's no other evidence. Right. Whose phone was it? Um, the phone was... Crap. Whose phone was it? I'm just, I was just thinking Ashanti's? About so it was somebody who was It around. was somebody who was with them. Okay. And she his didn't mom like, from the oh, cell phone, they traced it to Victor Stewart and Ashanti McAllister. Ashanti's a dude. I know we're thinking oh, about, like, the early 2000s, yeah. like, R&B singer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> Got to do... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but it was not that Ashanti. Okay. It was not the early nineties. Ja Rule and Ashanti. Ja Rule and Ashanti. Yeah. Ashanti. Okay. It was a dude named Ashanti. Okay. Got it. Got right. it. I was right. thinking it was a girl, but okay. so the phone was traced to Victor Stewart and Ashanti McAllister. Stewart okay. is the dude with the car and the wife. Ashanti yes. is an associate of them. Okay. And then there are the two other guys. Okay. Now it makes sense. Okay. So they confessed. Who are the ones that confessed again? And then flipped. Oh, shoot. Refer to my notes. Yeah. So, um, Griffin and McAllister. So, oh, I'm sorry, but... Um, Stuart, Stuart and Seabury. Seabury. So, the husband of the Impala girl mm-hmm. and Seabury, his friend, they pled guilty to secondary reckless homicide of plea deal because so they flipped they were witnesses against Griffin. Griffin and McAllister. Got it. And these people were friends. And honestly... There's not enough evidence. If they wouldn't have said anything, it no, would've, nothing would have happened. It's all no. circumstantial. Exactly. So they were like probably like obviously questioned by some skilled detectives, mm-hmm. and the detectives just cracked them right away. They had some skills. I'm gonna say like. I mean that's impressive. When you do those interviews, I know the police uses the read method. If you hear some weird noises, the microphone just fell in my hand. Apologize. Um, when I was working, we had Wicklander-Zulowski method, and we had to go through this training. Jessica used to work in loss prevention. Yes, I used, yes. And we used to do these interviews, and we would go in with, you know, we would do interviews with not, no evidence. You would interrogate people? Yeah, that's what I did. Oh my gosh, I want you to interrogate me right now. No! Where were you? (laughs) But we used, like, um... The, the method that... Your they, kids are so screwed. I know. Because I'm like, Mal, I know you're lying to me. Like, I know your tells. But it was a whole process. It was like 16 steps of establishing rapport and going through all these, okay, you know, look, setting baseline. It was just crazy methods, and it all, it worked. So these, they're so good at, I mean, some are not as good, but... Yeah, but they should be. Clearly, these people were really good at the, yeah. what they did. Because they mm-hmm. had barely any... Anything, and they got it. They had no DNA evidence from the defendants at the scene or anywhere. Yeah. They, all they had was a fingerprint in, in his wife's car, which is Mm -hmm. normal life and a duct tape fiber, which could be like, well, I had duct tape in the car. We did something else, like fix something. Yeah. Could have been not. Yeah. Right. And the chain could have been like, that's not my chain. You know? Well, the chain wasn't even linked to them. It was at the burn pin in the dumpster. They confessed and that's how they found out about it. They would have never found it. No. And if somebody and they wouldn't have known who it, it was. It was in a it was an industrial park. Right. So they somebody could have found it. Maybe it wasn't even the that grass. close to the house. Yeah. It was yeah far. Not that close to the house at all. Yeah. It wasn't like it was down the street. So they could have just not said anything. Yeah. Because somebody could have found that chain and stuff and be like, oh, just throw it in the trash. Dude, that's 
and pretty good detective work. work. So here's nope. nobody. But nobody. we'll get to that. Okay. But good detective work because yeah. they got them to confess. Yeah. And so those methods that they use are deal. pretty good. Yeah, I mean, clearly worked. Mm-hmm. Clearly worked. Okay. So a uh, moving lighter. Okay. So McAllister won't be eligible for parole until 2066. He's gonna be old AF. Got it. Yep. All right. So Griffin's trial ended in a hung jury the same month. In February 2014, he pled guilty to reduced charges of hiding a corpse, harboring or aiding a felon by falsifying information, and solicitation of substantial battery. Okay. He received eight years in prison at sentencing. Eight? So he's probably getting out. Because he went upstairs to smoke weed. So is there a lesson in this? Smoke weed? Go upstairs. Go upstairs and smoke weed when in Yeah. When in Go doubt. upstairs. Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Sit down. Weed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you think your friends are going to kill somebody, you just be like, dude, I'm out of here. Go upstairs. Gone. Smoke some weed. weed. Yeah. And then you'll yeah, only get eight years, eight years. And you're good. And then flip like a bitch. Yeah. Wait, no. He got flipped on. Yeah. Yeah. He said. But then he was like, no, dude, I was upstairs smoking weed. Yeah. Like, I didn't pull the trigger. I, like, couldn't handle it. Okay. Anyways. It's crazy. So we got eight years in prison at sentencing. Also, in February 2014, Allen was found guilty of first-degree intentional homicide and received life in prison without eligibility for parole until 2067. Authorities believe Evan Young's body was taken to a landfill in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. That is um, just a nearby suburb on the northern side of, northwestern side of Milwaukee. They looked diligently for it through February 2013. Two cadaver dogs provided by people and paws were used. They are the personal dogs of a retired Waupon police lieutenant and a retired Wauwatosa police detective. Officials say that based upon records provided by Waste Management, the operators of the landfill, it is believed that the body of Young is somewhere in a 200-square-foot area on the southwest portion of the landfill. Crews diligently sifted through debris between 14 and 15 feet deep before calling the search off. Young's body was never recovered and still never has been. So they still don't have a body. Yeah. And these and these guys are in prison. I mean, that's good police work, like, yeah. all that good stuff, but his body was never recovered. It's very rare, though, to find... Yeah. yeah. I mean, usually without any kind of DNA evidence mm-hmm. linking the killers yeah. to something yeah. and a body, really... Yeah. Yeah. They really would not be in prison if they wouldn't have confessed. So, yeah. Good police work. Yeah. Anyways. After his death, Young's mother said that she will keep working to fulfill her son's dream, which is releasing his next CD. On the CD cover yet to be released, Evan drew a self-portrait, not knowing how foreshadowing it was. It shows him with angel wings. He drew a picture of himself with angel wings. He drew a picture of himself with angel wings, and it was to be the cover of his next album. Yeah. Almost like when Notorious B.I.G. got killed, and that... um, the next double disc dropped like right after he died and it was mm-hmm. called Life After Death. And everybody oh, was like, whoa! Because no. remember his first one was like Ready to Die and that was like Big Papa and like all that stuff. Yeah. And then the next one dropped like it was in the works and it was done. And then it dropped like right after he died and it was called Life After Death. Hmm. I don't know. Is he still alive? You know. Hanging with Tupac somewhere? I have so many conspiracy theories about this. We yeah. should just drink wine and talk about it. Yes, okay? yes, yes. We will. Okay. Okay. So that's the story of Evan Young. Um, I think we kind of talked about why it's interesting. Um, Very. And I just think it's really interesting that, again, like, nobody, 
-hmm. no physical evidence, no DNA linking the killers, and that the police were still able to get confessions. And convictions. And convictions. Because they did a good job and they got the perpetrators Mm -hmm. to admit what they did. Yeah. So, I mean... All right. So anyways, we did visit some places, um, but we're going to talk about that at the end of the full episode after we talk about the next case because one of the places does overlap between Callie Dwyer's case. So we will talk about that. Um, But that is the case of Evan Young, and you can go on our Facebook and Instagram and see pictures of him, pictures of the killers that were involved, and pictures of the places that we will talk about. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So we're so, going to move along. Yeah, so now we're going to talk Moving about the murder along. of Kelly Dwyer. Another 2013 Milwaukee case. Yes. This was later in the year, though. When was... Okay. We'll, we'll find October. out. October. October. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, hey, Dad. It's Kelly. It's about 9.45 my time. I think you're in Chicago, so it's 9.45 your time, too. You told me to call, and I said I would call. This was the last voicemail message... Tim Dwyer, father of Kelly Dwyer, received from his daughter on October 10th, 2013. Dwyer's father says that he, um, they had been playing phone tag, missing calls from each other as they tried to keep up in touch despite busy schedules. So the last voicemail he received from her is now a precious keepsake. And that's what she said. You said to call, so I'm calling. It's 945 and... Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. See, that happens to me a lot with my family because they're, yeah, you know, they're on different time zone and follow their way. I'm like, oh, I call and somebody's busy and they'll pick up. Voicemail, 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 voicemail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes if you really want to connect with somebody, you have to, like, set a phone date. I have to do that sometimes with my my good friend that lives in San Diego. To talk. Well, she, yeah, she, like, because she lives in California, Mm -hmm. which is two hours behind us, and then she works third shift. So if we want to talk, we literally have to be, like, what are you doing at 8 a.m. your time on Saturday, blah, blah, blah. And then that's when we talk. Have because talk, otherwise yeah. we don't, You're not going we to, can't yeah. connect. We text. And then say, yeah. she texts me back. Like, I'll text her at, like, 3 p.m. and she's sleeping because she works third she shift. She works, yeah. And then she'll text me back on her break at, like, 11.30 p.m. and I'm sleeping. Yeah. So we're just ships in the night. Aww. Yeah. But anyways, you have to make phone date. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. Or just don't leave voicemails. I'm sorry. No. Just text. Just text. I know it's really Yeah, bad. I hate calling I hate people. Voicemails. I hate talking on the phone. Yeah. Stupid. And if you call me, I think something's wrong. Exactly. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Exactly. So, all right, so Kelly grew up in the northern Chicago suburb of Lincolnshire and graduated from Adlai, what is it? Yeah, I think Adlai, Adlai East Stevenson. Um, so Stephen, Stevenson, Stevenson High School. High school. That's we're just going to, so. we don't know. It's Adlai, Adlai. Yeah. Apologize if you went to that high school and we don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. We have not done our homework. Well, yeah, that's a lot of homework you've done. I mean, but... I did homework, but I didn't figure out the phonetic spelling of, or phonetic pronunciation of Evan. Ed- that's all right. Or Adlai. <laughs> Adlai. Maybe it is Adlai. I don't know. It looks like that. Okay. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> Fired. You have to find a new partner now. It ain't happening. Aww. Never. I love you. Ditto. Okay, so her parents divorced just prior to her high school graduation in 2002, and she remained close with both of her parents. So she was busy in high school and was involved in tennis, newspaper, and yearbook clubs. After high school, she drifted a bit, finding her way. Four years after high school, in 2006, she found herself in Milwaukee, where she had made her new home. So she moved four years after high school, so she's about 22. Okay. When she moves to Milwaukee. Okay. In 2006. 
So um, in Milwaukee, she found a love for yoga and landed a job at the trendy Lululemon Athleisure store in the Third Ward in early 2012. She hustled and worked side jobs teaching yoga at Core Essence on Brady Street on the east side of Milwaukee and nannying for a local chef restaurateur, apologize for that, Mm -hmm. for a local restaurateur's um, two children. So I had a lot of different little jobs going on trying to make ends meet and yeah you know as a young woman on the east side where rent is not cheap yeah so she's hustling and trying to figure it out um she loved her new life living in an apartment near milwaukee's east brady street and north humboldt avenue we drove right over there today Mm -hmm. she made the rounds at the trendy spots such as allium and the hamilton both since have closed with her friends or dates kelly's dad visited milwaukee in september 2013 just a month before she was never seen or heard from ever again. What he saw was a young woman who was finding herself and loving her life in Milwaukee. She was engaged and inspired by her work at Lululemon and had recently returned from a paid business trip to a personal development seminar. Hmm. She also gushed to him about Chris Zoko. She described him as an affluent yet aloof IT executive whom she had been dating for about a year. Dwyer's father stated that Kelly liked him a lot, and there were some attributes that reminded her of him, but he was hard to get. He would call every once in a while, but she could not get an accurate gauge on where his head was at when it came to their relationship. So one of those... After a year? Yeah. I would be like... Boy, bye. Boy, bye. <laughs> After a year? I yeah. mean, that's like stuff like you're like, okay, we're dating for a few months. Where's your head at? Yeah. Like, you don't call me. Like, moving on. Moving on. Yeah. I'm but after a year, a year... No way. I know. So she's dealing with this shit for a year. Yeah. Boy, bye. That's stressful, too, on a, a, you know, like, a woman who's trying to... Well, she's, like, cute and, like, young. She's only, what, 27 at this point? 26, 27? Yeah. Like, what the hell are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm not trying to victim blame. No. But, girls. Mm-hmm. If somebody's stringing you along like this for a year, mm-hmm. know your worth. Boy, exactly. bye. Boy, bye. <laughs> exactly. Boy, bye. 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 That's all I kept thinking of. I wanted to sing the the weed song, but you want to sing and think. (laughs) I know. Anyways. uh, That's more up my alley. Yeah, exactly. All right. So she couldn't get an accurate gauge in where his head is at because he's stringing her along because he needs to be Mm boy-bied. All right. So Zoko and Dwyer had met through dating websites. Friends told police they occasionally noticed bruising on Kelly's wrists and neck, something she always laughed off as part of a crazy night. So Kelly's dad said that even at the time he figured she was partying and that some of her life's details would be hidden from him. I mean, that's pretty normal when you're in your 20s. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not telling your parents every, no, like, thing that you're doing. No. 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 Exactly. However, there was no way that he could know that Kelly's romantic behavior was growing riskier, that she regularly used cocaine, or that her partying had gotten her sent home from work for appearing intoxicated and he could not have known the danger danger that Zoko posed. Wow. So when Kelly Dwyer did not show up for work on October 12, 2013, at the Lululemon store, her coworkers were first to, uh, to respond by calling her cell phone and checking her social media. Investigators would learn that her phone was dead, her social mm. media was down, and her debit card had not been used. It was like her electronic um, footprint had been erased. Like so her social that. media had take, been taken down? See, that was something I didn't understand. Like, was it down or was it just not, like, she Active. hadn't posted and she hadn't been online, which was weird for her. 
Okay. All right, so police would learn that Kelly had um, been last seen alive on a date with Zoko. Initially, police thought Zoko had something to do with Dwyer's disappearance. Disappearance. However, he denied it. Of course he did. The details of Kelly's... Not like the other guys. No. Where they're like, hey, did you have anything to do with do this? That? And they're like, yes, yes, let me tell you everything. <laughs> I'll tell you everything right yeah. now. And this guy's like, nope. Don't the other me. guys are like, yep, and I will tell you everything and I'll flip like a bitch yeah. right now. Just... And I appreciate that. Thank you. Truthfulness. Yes. I mean, made their lives easier, the detectives. Yeah. This guy's like, nope. I hate this Not guy. me. So oh, yeah. The, the it details... Gets worse. Uh, I can't, I mean, yeah. The details of Kelly's disappearance are widely known all over the news. Mm-hmm. Things Everywhere. Like that. The night of October 10th, she met Zoko at his 18th floor apartment in Park Lafayette Tower, Towers, right? Mm-hmm. Sometime before 8 p.m., the two drove to the apartment of her uh, cocaine connection, but uh, leave empty-handed. Why do they even Tough go? luck. Why didn't they, like, text and be like, hey, you got any blow for me? Yeah, I'm not going to drive all the way over it's there. Like, uh, no, I don't have any right now. I don't, you know. Yeah. So why'd you go there? It's weird. Yeah, waste of time. They return to Zoko's apartment before stepping out to their preferred bar. Um, is it Alien? 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 I'm not sure. For the night. So security cameras at the Another park... fail, sorry. Yeah. No, it's uh. fine. Whatever. Uh, so the security cameras at the towers re- uh, recorded the two re-entering the apartment building at 2.37 a.m. on Friday. So they stayed out till bar time. They stayed out at the bar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, because bar time's two. Yeah. Okay. The last documented um, moment of Kelly's life. So upon being questioned, Zoko tells police that Kelly performed oral sex on them, on, on him, him, before they... <laughs> that them. was a weird typo. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he didn't, she did not perform oral sex That's, in the police. No. On, on him. 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 Before they both passed out drunk on the couch. It is believed she never left Zoka's apartment alive as there is no video of her leaving. Right. So the security cameras captured her entering his apartment and after going to the Allium bar at 2.37 a.m. on Friday and then never captured her leaving the apartment again. Mm-hmm. So I I mean that's yeah pretty incriminating. Yeah. Just like that Stephen, you know, from Dama case, you know. Yeah. Like Tiomi. Tiomi, yeah. He came in, but he never left, you know, out of a suitcase. Never left. Never left. All right. So seven days later, after her disappearance on October 17th, police obtained a search warrant for Zoko's apartment. Police find his apartment full of cocaine, marijuana. Okay, wait. Why does he have why cocaine? Did, yeah. Yeah. Why did they have to go to her cocaine connection if he already had cocaine there? Unless they it wasn't it was seven days later. So yeah. maybe he didn't he have any on the 10th. And then he went to his cocaine connection. <laughs> I mean, what I'm thinking is, is like, dude, like, you have coke. Like, why are you going to yeah. go get... Okay. Anyways. So they found an apartment full of cocaine, marijuana, hydrocodone, and oxycodone, along with... This is lovely... CD-ROMs containing child pornography. So, he's, like, just... Just a piece of he's shit. He's fucking gross. All around. Like, yucky, man. Yeah. Um, alright, so, in all, he was charged with five drug counts and 17 child pornography charges. 17. Gross. gross. However, this did not make him talk about Kelly's disappearance. So, they put the pressure on him and was like, okay, we got you on five drug charges... We got you on 17 child porn charges. You're fucked. Tell us what happened to Kelly. Yeah. And then he's like, Uh I don't know. Hmm. She left here and I have no idea. She came here with me. Like, she left in the morning. around and then she left. Yeah. I don't know. So he would not talk. 
So, um, fast forward, at trial, he did plead guilty to three drug charges, but fights the child porn case all the way to trial, where he is convicted on all but one count. So he's convicted on 16 16. counts of child porn. Kelly cannot be mentioned during the trial. But after Zoko is found guilty, prosecutor Sarah Hill invokes Zoko's involvement in her disappearance in the run-up to sentencing, stating that it was a factor that she argued was relevant to his character. Just saying, you know, listen, something happened to this girl. Mm-hmm. There's something happened here. Yeah. And a lot of circumstantial again. Right. Here we go again. Look at what was in his apartment. Mm-hmm. Look at, he was clearly involved in some shady stuff. You know, yeah. this has to have something to do with this character, which but I as, agree. As a juror on a trial like this, like I would want to go, well, how did they, why did they go in his apartment? Like what made them like, what? Led missing girl. To, yeah, but if they couldn't mention that, were were the jurors even said? That's a really good question. You know what I'm saying like, were they? How are they going to say? Oh, we found these. Like, how did you just go into his apartment and found all this in these CD-ROMs? Like, if I came to your house and you had a bunch of CD-ROMs, I'm like, oh, what's on that CD-ROM? Like, why would you even get that and pop into a computer and be like, oh, this is child porn? Like, how did that they were looking even... for something because they knew he was involved? So I think they were just like, let's just take these everything that we, yeah, because it could be something yeah, and let's see what what. So I think they just took them and they probably took them back and like saw like holy shit. Yeah. I feel bad for the people that have to watch that. Stuff. I know that put that in and like I couldn't. You don't know what's gonna come up on the screen and you're like, fuck! I don't want to see that. Yeah, dude. Those people. I know. Shout out to those people who have to do that. I have a neighbor who was MPD, and she got a promotion, so she's no longer doing it. But she was working in child sex like crimes. Sex trafficking and stuff. Yeah, oh and gosh. she has two young children of her own, and I talk with her about it. She's like, it. it, like, fucks with my head really bad. So she's not doing it anymore. She's doing other stuff, yeah. which probably still fucks with her head. But um, she said it was really difficult. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. So, uh, relevant to his character, which I fully agree with. Yeah. On November 13th, 2014, Zelko was found guilty of possession of 16 counts of child pornography possession, and he was sentenced to 19 years in prison on January 30th, 2015. Okay. Zoko was incarcerated in Wapan Connect Correctional Facility. Wasn't that where Dahmer was, too? Yeah. Dahmer, yeah. Dahmer was there. Chris Watts was there. Chris Watts. Yeah, our homeboy Chris Watts. We Ugh. love him. Ick. All right. And Ke- boy, bye to him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Kelly's disappearance became an official cold case. Her father then recruited an organization called the Genesis Group. This is like a private investigation firm, which is, I mean, clearly not as cool of a of name as... Gotcha Bitch. Gotcha Bitch, Inc. <laughs> Genesis Group. <laughs> Sounding all professional and shit. Yeah. It's not like, us. Like, what about us? <laughs> gotcha Bitch, Inc. All right. So anyways, Genesis group, all fancy and shit, they take over the search for her body as he is no longer willing to accept that she is alive. His, her dad. Yeah. The Genesis group, fancy, announced an organized search of three areas around Milwaukee, one of which was the landfill where authorities searched for Evan Young's body in Menominee Falls. So we did allude to a connection in one of the locations and that's what it is. So the landfill... In Menominee Falls, that it is strongly believed that Evan Young's body is in, they search for Kelly Dwyer in that landfill as well, because that's where the garbage from Zoko's apartment went, and they did not find her. Can you imagine the people who work, like the management? No. Like, here we go again. Here we go again. They're looking for more bodies. Here we go. All right. What do you need? Yep. This is where we we put the garbage on this day. All right. Here you go. Come on in. So before the search can begin... 
Um, in Sullivan, Wisconsin, a Sullivan, Wisconsin resident, Christopher Fountain, spots what he... a pleasant name. Yes, yeah. I like Mr. That. Fountain? It's like, yeah, yeah. I like that name. Sounds very sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. So, um, spots what he thinks is a deer's leg bone while searching for antlers. Why are you searching for antlers in fields and thickets? Maybe he wanted him to decorate his house, or maybe he, like, does weird, like, role play. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's in what Rudolph? is that called like cosplay or whatever, oh, where yeah, like yeah. you dress up like weird like shit, fur, like furs yeah. or whatever they yeah. call them. Furries. Furries. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's like dressing up like some weird. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's all I can think of. Why like, is why it the first there? place my brain goes? Goes there. Yeah. Because like, I said like clearly he's using them for something, for something else. Yeah. Okay. So he's out there looking for some. Not animals. decorating his house. Decorating. He's, he's using, using them. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> See, later in the episode, as it gets, the Snoop Dogg wine is... I only had one glass of wine. I'm just really tired. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> Getting a little slap happy. I did just pour a second glass, so stay tuned. We heard it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he was, so he's looking for his antlers near his home. So as he made his way closer, he makes out the back of a human skull. Oh, it's shoved face down in a tangled brush growing in the embankment of a dead-end road. So he's like, dude, I'm just here looking for for antlers. Like, I don't want to find a skull. Yeah. Yikes. And think about as you walk upon a scene like that. First of all, how do you know it's the back of a skull? If you're looking in some dirt and you see the back, I mean... You'll see in the next sentence. Okay. So he finds the entire skeleton. Okay. He finds the entire skeleton is intact, except for a couple of fingers. So he sees the skull first, and then he looks oh. and he's like, oh shit, it's attached to a whole skeleton. Oh, I see. I see. So okay. it wasn't separated from the rest of the skeleton. Okay. Oh, the, I know. The right leg is rotated inward, and the left arm is uh, contoured behind the ribs and backbone. There are no clothes, only bones. So, so. she was naked. Mm-hmm. Because the clothes would have still been, been there, there. Yeah. if she was wearing something. Yeah. So it took the police five days before the remains were identified as Kelly's. So officers scrambled to locate Kelly's dental records. The ones kept in Illinois were too outdated to be useful, and Kelly's mother, Marine, told officials there should be a more recent set somewhere in Milwaukee, but she does not know where. So Marine could not recall the dentist's office in Milwaukee where she took Kelly. Investigators worked with Marine to jog her memory and narrowed it down to a few dentist offices in the area. A few phone calls later, they found it. Uh, the police were told where they could find Kelly's dental records and a match is made May 5th. Um, so, yeah, uh, weeks in advance of the DNA testing, right. which so is they, good. Amazing. Good detective work. So. so, okay, I'm talking shit about this Genesis group. But they're legit. I mean, well, they're they good. didn't find it. Yeah, but they worked with Kelly's mom to figure out the investigators. This was the Genesis oh, group. Oh, the Genesis group. Oh, the Genesis this group. Was the Sorry. No, the, okay. the Genesis group worked with the mom and, like, let's figure out where this dentist office is. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure Gotcha Bitch Inc. could do that too. Yeah. But I just want to give some props to Genesis. To Genesis. Yeah. I mean, that's smooth recovery. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It'll do. Yeah. Okay, so with a positive ID on Kelly's remains, the investigators the investigation is no longer considered a cold case, but an act of homicide. With Zoko incar- incarcerated, he posed no threat to the community, and the murder charge would not expire after a certain amount of time passed. So, so this is awesome. Yeah, because he's in custody. He can't. Or he's not even in custody. He's in prison yeah, on the child porn and drug. Mm-hmm. 
He can't do anything to anybody else. So they are like, all right, he doesn't pose a threat to the community, and this charge isn't going to expire. Yep. So. No statute limitations no on statute, murder. Right. Thank goodness. Yes. So therefore, the, you know, detectives were determined to make sure the charges stuck and took their time uh, by, by getting the soil where Kelly's body was found examined, um, interviewing witnesses, re-examining physical evidence, and tracking down women from Zoko's past. So since he was incarcerated, they're like, all right, we don't need to rush here to throw something together. We know this guy did it. Mm-hmm. So let's make sure we do our due diligence and do this right because we want to pin this motherfucker for what he did. We yeah. know he did it. So they took their time. Which I'm sure, like, the family was like, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. But at the same time, it's so important. Yeah. Because... they didn't have a confession. Nope. It's so important. They're having... They're, at least they have some good evidence. Now, right. Exactly. Know. It's all circumstantial, though. Yeah. But it's strong. Okay. All right. So the police then developed a theory about how Kelly died based upon a video found on Zoko's phone made on September 22nd, 2013 just three weeks before she had been last seen alive. So they found this video on her on his phone. It shows Zoko engaging in aggressive oral sex with the blindfolded choke, Kelly choking on him. I know. This guy's so gross. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Alright. Um, it is unclear whether she is conscious or knows she is being recorded. So, like, it's that aggressive that it looks like she might be unconscious. It's weird. It's disgusting. Poor people had to watch that. I know. And, like, how messed up is that this guy is like, I'm going to record this. Yeah. Because this girl being, like, unconscious is, like, hot. Like, that's gross. Yeah. All right. So, um, it's unclear whether she's conscious or knows she is being recorded, which is also a violation of trust. Mm -hmm. If you're going to record somebody, you have to freaking ask. Or tell them, yeah. Or tell them and be like, hey, is it okay? Yeah. All right. It is clear in the video she is struggling to breathe. So that must have just been horrible for those poor police to watch. Like, they know that girl died, and they know this guy did it. And they're watching this, and he's just, they're just like, oh, my God. All right, so it's clear she's struggling to breathe. Um, Police determine the sex act can be fatal. The video strengthens investigators' suspicions about Zoko's involvement, and they began to look for women who had similar activity with him. Five women report his aggressive sexual behavior made them uncomfortable. So he's got patterns. Yeah, disgusting. One woman says she took out a restraining order against him after breaking up with him in 2005. Another woman tells detectives she was sexually assaulted by Zoko in Milwaukee after initially consenting to have sex with him. Her identity is kept secret due to the nature of her allegation. In the police report, she is known as Witness 5 and Ms. C., She explains that she met Zoko through Craigslist, where she was looking for a casual relationship involving dominant and submissive role play, and even allowed Zoko to record some of these acts on the phone. Well, she allowed it, so, okay. She accuses Zoko of breaking the rules that they had to keep each other safe. So they had, like, safe Safe words words or, like, rules to keep each other safe. A tap on the bed by Miss C was supposed to alert Zoko to back off. So she's, the, the rule was, all right, if it's too much and you need me to back off, you tap on the bed. Yeah. So that was the rule. She said he initially responded to that system, but over time started ignoring her taps. Red flag, red flag, yeah. red flag. All right. She further claims that he held her down and raped her as her children were sleeping in another bedroom. Piece of yeah. shit. Shit. Yeah. 
She begged Zoko to stop, and he refused. That was the last time she saw him. So smart woman. Um, Police believed all of the evidence implicated Zoko. Kelly and Zoko were seen entering his building hours before all activity on her bank card, Facebook account, and cell phone stopped. His personal friends and co-workers stated he acted strangely the morning Kelly disappeared and for the next three days. A cadaver dog locates the scent of human remains inside Zoko's apartment and the trunk of his 2011 Audi S4. So, uh, yeah. So yeah. something dead was in his apartment. Something his dead truck. was in your apartment. Okay. Right. And it probably wasn't the deer that the antlers came from that oh. Mr. Christopher Fountain was looking for. <laughs> and maybe right. he made him like a, a rack to hang in his house. <laughs> okay. That's inappropriate. But a rack. I like how you said it. Like, you know, like a rack. <laughs> I know, but I just, the way you said it was like, <laughs> like okay. he made her, <laughs> he made him a rack. Okay. All right. Okay. So Cadaver Dog locates the scent of something dead inside of his place and also the trunk of his 2011 Audi S4. And now investigators have a witness willing to testify about his aggressive and threatening sexual ways. So Miss C is like, mm-hmm. dude, yeah, yeah, I will testify. This guy is a piece of shit. It's a creep. Something yeah. to do with this. Yes, I will testify. Alone... None of this is enough to, enough proof to show he's responsible for Kelly's death, but added up. Mm-hmm. Authorities believe all this information pr- proves Zoko killed Kelly. A former MPD detective, now a lieutenant, described the case as very unique, as all of the evidence was circumstantial, and that it is a case where you need to read between the lines. There will be no smoking gun, but there is a strong case. Yeah, this is another hard one. It is another hard one. It's interesting. At least there's more in this case. At least they have a body. At least they have the video. Of... He won't confess. Yeah. They know he did it. Yeah. And but nothing linking them. But, but the cadaver dog. As a if I was a juror, that's I'd be like, pretty no. strong. Yeah. That's pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. So on May eighth, two thousand seventeen, Zoka was charged with three counts related to Kelly's death: first degree reckless homicide, hiding a corpse, and strangulation and suffocation. On October 5th, 2018, nearly five years after her disappearance and approximately three and a half years after the discovery of her remains. That's a long time. I know. That poor family. Yeah. Chris Zoko was found guilty of reckless, uh, recklessly causing Kelly Dwyer's death. He was also found guilty of hiding her body and of suffocating her on the cell phone sex video. So not necessarily homicide, mm-hmm. but recklessly causing her death. So at yeah. least it was yeah. attributed to him. Yeah. Right. So Zoko's attorney sees this case heading to appeal as Zoko maintains his innocence and his lawyer says the series of um, interference um, is not conclusive of Zoko's guilt. We have since learned that there is, while the apartment building, I'm sorry. Sorry, I messed that up okay. I wrote it. Um, since learned that there, so the apartment building was said to have all exits covered by security cameras and that all cameras were working the night of Kelly's disappearance. That was all footage from the night was reviewed, none of those things were found. So, like, I apologize. All... That was a horribly okay. constructed sentence. And I'm trying. I've had some wine, so I'm trying. Yeah, to I mean, but me, that... I mean, I like English like... minor journalism major should be able to write English, yeah, and that okay. was really atrocious. No. <laughs> but so I apologize. Was... Okay. Cheers, friend. Cheers. Just want to keep so, you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. I'm like, oh, don't drink so much wine. So <laughs> they had all these cameras outside of the building, and. They were all working, and none of them caught her leaving. No. So, 
Yeah, none of them caught her leaving. They caught her coming in at 2.30-something in the morning with him. Yeah. All jovial and smiling and everything. Yeah. And you'll see a picture of that on our Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. But there's no picture of her leaving. Leaving. So there were also... Um, so there were also reports stating that Zoko had confessed to a fellow inmate just prior to the trial, although Zoko claims he did not. So you can't trust either one of those people. Yeah, exactly. So, Headline stating Zoko confesses launched launched in area newspapers just two weeks before jury selection. I mean, come on, how irresponsible! Well, the media sucks. They're ridiculous. Everyone and they give zero yeah. shits about mm-hmm. anything but being the first person to break a case and make money. Yeah, and rating and no, don't worry about the truth. Don't worry about the truth and don't worry about making sure. I mean, are we glad that he was convicted of this? Yes, of yes. course. But don't. But you do have a responsibility to make sure that. Mm-hmm. You're giving people a fair trial. Yeah, and telling the truth. I mean, like... Exactly. Come on, Walter Cronkite needs to come down and, like... Zoko confesses? Like, how do you really know that he, conf- he confessed to another inmate? Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean shit. can't trust either one of those he didn't, def- he didn't confess to a detective. It's not on tape. There's nothing. It's just yeah. hearsay. That isn't shit. Yeah. That's poor journalism is Fair, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, say, I hate the media right now. Yeah, it's so bad. So Zoko's lawyer claimed that uh, this did not allow him to have a fair a fair trial with an impartial jury. He plans to use these pieces of information in an appeal. Yeah, keep on appealing this. Yeah, good luck, For this dude. guy getting out of jail. Yeah, exactly. Good job. So, without a confession, the final moments of Kelly's life will never be known. Kelly's family, however, is confident that the right man is behind bars, regardless of how many times uh, he tries to conv- appeal his conviction. So I hope he never gets out. No. And piece of shit rots and i hope he's somebody's doing that to him in prison yeah it sounds exactly. really i hope he's choking on somebody's mm-hmm. penis in prison yeah and that he can't breathe God, I hate and this that guy. he is being filmed mm-hmm. and demoralized and that somebody's By not listening to, yeah it's and that somebody good. is not listening to a safe word it's true what yeah. a safe word be in prison um like tap the metal toilet tap the metal toilet <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Like, yeah, exactly. All right. So, this case, you know, another really good example of good police work. Um, the first one was good interrogation. This one, I'm sure they did a really good job trying to interrogate him, but mm-hmm. Zoko was just yeah. not going to crack. And this was just really good job getting mm-hmm. all that circumstantial, circumstantial evidence and I making sure it was strong enough. They tracked his phone. I'm sure they did. Like tracked his phone. Like when he left, because there was that video of him in the parking, of uh, the parking garage, carrying what looks like a golf bag. Mm-hmm. That next morning, mm-hmm. and it looks like it could fit a body. Golf bags are big. Sure. I mean, she wasn't like terribly big. Yeah. Woman. She was small. And he had a travel bag too, so he's probably taking her clothes or evidence or something. And then. But why would he drive all the way to Sullivan? That's not a very... It's, it's a far drive. Far enough to make sure that... And dump her at a dead-end road and nobody found her. And, yeah. And I and wonder it took a why, long time. Yeah. Years. years. But I wonder why this Genesis group decided to our search... Our competition? Yeah, our competition. <laughs> like, why they decided to search those... So they talk about three areas in Milwaukee they wanted to search. Like, I wonder why they chose those three areas. And was Sullivan in one of those areas? No, because that guy randomly found it when he was looking for antlers for his sex outfit. <laughs> for his rack. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I need to give me some, a good rack. Yeah. Just, we, I'm just, these yeah. are all the, the thoughts, but. All right, so sex we outfit. went. I know, sex. 
<laughs> I love it. So we went on a fun journey today. Uh, it was visiting. a great day. It yeah. was a beautiful, sunny winter day in, in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. It wasn't snowing. No, we didn't have to wear um, coats today. No. We were nice in day. and out of the car. In and out of the car. Jessica's daughter was with us today. I did have my my four-year-old. She was napping in the She's car. She's a trooper. She's so funny. She went to all the places with us, and mm-hmm. I was nervous that she was going to wall out and be crazy, but she just chilled. Like, she just knew Mommy needed to visit some murder sites. She's like, Mommy and her weirdo friend have some stuff to do. I'm just, just going to take a nap. Mm-hmm. And then I'm eat my nuggets. I'm going to eat my nuggets. And then when I wake up, Miss Heather's going to give me some a bag of chocolate. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be chill. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. It worked. She did a great job today. Shout out to your daughter. Yeah. She's the real MVP today. She let it. She made sure it happened. All right. Employee of the month. Yeah. Right? Employee. Down murder lane. Employee, employee of the, the month. month. <laughs> Put her on the payroll. Yeah. So the first place that we visited um, was in Menominee Falls was the waste management landfill. So mm-hmm. the landfill where they searched for Kelly Dwyer's um, body and for Evan. Evan. Yeah. Um, they think that his remains are still in there. So. And God only knows how many other bodies. I'm like curious. Now I'm going to Google it tonight. How many? Like, like how often are they there looking for bodies? Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I feel I bad if you know them. someone who works at the waste management or something, yeah. please email us. Slide and tell in our us. DMs. I, I'm very interested. Yeah. If you know somebody that works there, like, we would really like to talk to them. Yeah. And first of all, I'd never been to a landfill, and I was very taken aback by how nice it was. I'm thinking, like, I'm gonna we're going to roll up on, like, this huge pile of garbage, and, like, seagulls are going to be flying all over the place. That is, like, what I envisioned in my head. We rolled up, and it's all, it's green. all like, green and grass and... There's these, like, weird pipes sticking out, whatever. I think it's to get the methane out the from gas garbage. Away. So while it's, like, decomposing, yeah. not, you know. Yeah, because I know, like, you know, they turned the landfill in Greendale into the rock, which used to be Crystal Ridge when I was a kid for skiing, and they turned that into the rock, which yeah. is now skiing and snowboarding and all that stuff. Still blows my mind. You didn't know that until and today. I, I was like, that's that. a landfill. And you were like, what? Yeah. Like, it's totally a landfill. That's so crazy. And, I mean, they made that quite nice. It is nice. And there's, like... But now I'm going to be... Minor League Baseball mm -hmm. team that plays there in the landfill. And we go tubing there. It's so fun. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm tubing probably over some bodies. Well, you know... I guess you never really do know. You never know. This could be on something. I mean, I just think it's perfect for us. Let's go tubing this winter and over some bodies. Yeah. Because you know there's probably some in there. Okay, yeah, research it and let me know. I will. I'll find out. So we went to the so the landfill. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next place... Where did we go The next? burn location. The burn location. Yeah. So the burn location of the belongings, well, the chain and the tape and stuff. Um, it was yeah. in an industrial park. It was in an industrial park not too far away from the landfill. Um, Wait, we had a lot of weird turns. It was, like, it was a we, real turny... Yeah, it's like... If whoever was back there would just drive. Okay, make a left here. Okay, make yeah, a right here. Yeah, let's just find a field. Like, let's find somewhere desolated. Yeah. And it was. It was way far back there. Mm-hmm. We had to get out of there real quick because the security guard was creeping on us. Yeah, and then We're semi. like, we got to get out of here. And then a semi, and we're like, ooh. Got to go. Spot's getting hot. We got to get mm-hmm. out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who are these girls? Yeah. So. What are these girls doing taking selfies in this field? Yeah. With that kid sleeping creepy. in the car. Yeah. <laughs> but it was creepy being out there. It was kind of creepy. I mean, it's just very desolate. And you could see, like, in the middle of the night. You know, because they killed Evan, like, picked him up at 10.45 p.m., mm-hmm. and then the car got dropped off at 6. So it was, like, the middle. All right, guys. Sorry we got cut off there. So I mean, it's apparently gonna... we talk a lot. 
Yeah, we talk too damn much. Okay. Weird. I've never been told that in my life. Yeah. (laughs) Wonder where my daughter gets that from. Yeah, my son. I don't know. Motor mouth. I know. So much talking. (laughs) So we left off. um, We were talking about how creepy it was to be down at the location. And I just want to let you know, you guys missed some gold. Yeah, we just talked for like another 10 minutes after this. It was so good. Hopefully it's going to be magical again. I promise. (laughs) So funny. I'm a little sad. Yeah, but it's okay. It's all right. We'll recover. Yeah, we always do. as fuck. We are. Yes. All right, let's go. So we went to the burn location. We talked about it. It was the middle of the night. We could see like on January 1st, it's like a cold winter night. It's quiet, desolate. Mm -hmm. Good place to drop a body. Yep. Or no, burn the burn the... Oh, yeah. The I'm chain sorry. and the, the tape line. and stuff. It's okay. Yeah. So next after that, we went to the Park Lafayette Towers. So this was uh, Chris Soko's apartment. And it's he, on the east side of Milwaukee, yep. um, basically on North Summit and Lake Drive, which if you're familiar with Milwaukee is on the east side overlooking Lake Michigan. Basically, it's right by the Lafayette Hill Road that goes down to the Collectivo right at Lincoln Memorial Drive. So it's like high rent district fucking gorgeous mm-hmm. um it's two towers that are all glass jessica hates it i hate it i i hate love it every it. second it's of it sexy i would no, live there not. in a heartbeat you could fall I mean, you no can hit, it's you all can glass fall. and sleek and, and sexy trip. i would live there yes and i would not oops and i would not visit you because i would be so creeped out what no you're like my best friend i, I wouldn't visit still i wouldn't go okay i'm just gonna be walking drinking a glass of something and i fall in the glass and then i fall 18 stories it's thick glass it's not like your living room window where like if no, you fall into it you're fucked like no it's like I a big thick thing weird and there's people there's creepers around looking with their binoculars but like I talked about this in the one that got deleted. I don't do anything that's that exciting to watch. Like, I sit around, I work on my laptop, I yell at my kids, yep. tell them to put their shoes on repeatedly, like, 95 times a day. Yeah. Put your shoes on, put your shoes on, put your shoes on, stop fighting, clean yes. that shit up, mm-hmm. get your hand out of your pants. <laughs> <laughs> get your hand out of your pants. Yes. Get your fucking hand out of your okay. pants. Yeah. Like, all the time. All the time. Drinking coffee. Yeah. And then at night, I eat Doritos, ice cream, and drink wine. And watch catfish. And watch catfish or some other shit on TV. So, I mean, any voyeur... Yeah, but like, somebody would probably think, like, I'm watching you. Like, you don't know... I'm watching, like, a peek inside of your house. And they get off on, like... It's nothing, like... You're not doing anything crazy, but I'm they... I'm not walking around naked. But they don't care. Like, they're going to just watch. And I know, Mr. I'm going to have to repeat the whole thing where... I used to watch cameras. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Security cameras at my old job. And it was amazing. I mean, like watching, I was not a voyeur, but I watched cameras all day. Sure? And they're very sure. And there were lots of times where, funny, especially I had a store in West Dallas on 68th and Greenfield. The best stuff happened in yes. that store. And we would save videos, like some creep, weird stuff, like some kids would come in and like do choreographed dances in front of the mirrors and shoe department wow and like we would like save that shit and then we would show our co-workers like the time that we are drunk in the dollar store and we're fighting with fake swords yeah i'm sure that's on camera <laughs> somewhere and like they're like watch these crazy girls watch these moms yeah. having fake sword fights yeah. in the dollar store these idiots the and... day before the quarantine starts oh my gosh thank god we went out we got out thank that god. day and then or like some guy would come in with his spider-man mask and crawl around the floor in women's lingerie. It was just like, God, I missed that job. Aww. And it was really fun. And then, like, 
and then saving the videos and like leaving a note for your coworker the next day. Oh, check out camera 11 on... 1100, you know, like put the hours and stuff. And then like, just to see their, you know, to know their reaction, then we t text each other and stuff. But, um, yeah, so those towers creepy would not live there. I'm sure if you live there, maybe slide into our DMS and tell us. Yes. If you live there, if you know someone that lives there. Interesting. To let us know how thick the glass is. <laughs> I would like to come visit you and see your view. And then I really want to know why people don't put up curtains. Because it's supposed to be like sleek supposed to be like sleek and sexy no yeah no class sleek you should see my arms right now everybody i'm like doing this like she's interpretive trying to dance. sell me on this dance i'm like interpretive dance. dancing with very sleek arms arms <laughs> but i'm still saying no i mean i'm here for it i'm in okay i would buy a place there all right if i was about that east side life yeah. and instead i'm about that suburban i need a driveway life yeah in a garage yeah so i can my yeah. car's warm exactly Okay, so after the apartment complex, we went to, um, they're probably about a block and a half away is the bar where they had their last date. Uh, the bar, Allium, Allium, whatever you say it, it's now called what? It's, um, Allium, it's called Strange Town now. Strange Town. So yeah. they went there and had drinks, stayed till bar time, and then walked back, which is a very short walk back to the Lafayette Towers apartment. So, and, um, Highly recommend looking up the video, the surveillance video on YouTube. Very, very interesting. Or maybe not. I just like watching that stuff. So, all right, they had they went there. And then after that, we went to the Lululemon store in the third ward. Um, it's where Kelly worked. So it was really interesting to see kind of like a snapshot into her life. Yeah, and we drove down Brady Street and she lived off of Brady Street. Mm -hmm. Brady and Humboldt. So it was just like we saw where she lived in the cute, like, little trendy part of town. Mm-hmm. As this young woman, like, hustling to be able, like, all these different jobs to be able to afford to live there because it's not cheap. And then, like, where she worked and then where her boyfriend um, lived and then the bar that they hung out at. Yeah. All the walking distances and stuff like that. Everything was all walking distance. Yeah. And you could see her cute little young woman city life. Yeah. Um, that and this then... old creeper just, like... Took from her. For yeah, because he was 40 and she's 27. And, you know, like we said in the part that got cut off I could see he was gross and not like not attractive or anything mm -hmm. but I could see like you know he had money and a nice car and like or probably the appeal of he's got his life together he's got his life together and, and has this like lakefront like property that overlooks the lake yeah and like he can afford to like live in this amazing place and I'm like still in the struggle yeah of like my 20s which yeah is a struggle mm -hmm. trying to get there but it's the best times you find yourself. Oh my god, it's the best times. Yeah. So and then so the and then the last place we went, which was pretty much the most exciting, was mm -hmm. um, the house that Evan Young lived in and where he uh, was killed in, in the, the basement, basement of so, the house. And it was a corner house, very like a blue. light blue, like mm -hmm. Robin's egg blue house on the corner. Um, neighborhood not terrible, not great. Yeah. Um, would I live there? No. Was I really scared? No, Jessica. I was you just, weren't really scared. You were just on my head like, was on a alert. swivel. I saw a car pass us twice, and I got freaked out. And then, as we went out to take a photo in front of this house, um, we heard gunshots. So we're like, "Yep, yeah, it's time to go." So we got to see that area. Um, any? You said you had some creepy vibes there. Well, I just you know when we were outside of the apartment complex 
um, I didn't feel as like connected to what happened there because it was like a big complex and I didn't know which apartment it was. It's not like that's the window of the place. Yeah. But like when you're outside of like a single residence, you're like, that's where it happened. Mm-hmm. And it was in the basement. And like, that's the house. And I yeah. almost like felt similar, not as intense, nearly as intense. We weren't inside. It'd be different if we were in we the We weren't basement. inside, but when yeah. we were in, I almost felt similar to how we felt when Zach and Addie Zach and Addie in New Orleans when we were like okay like I'm standing in the room like where he literally like dismembered her in the bathtub it wasn't that intense yeah but it was still like it's different when it's like a that's the house yeah instead of like that's a building where mm-hmm. somewhere in there that happened I just yeah. didn't feel as connected to it yeah I see what you're saying I just was I think I was just nervous all around yeah being in different parts of the city I'd never been in yeah and yeah and i mean like we heard in the distance some gunshots when we were there yeah and like (laughs) i mean we're there in the middle of the day it wasn't like we were there at like 10 p.m but Mm. i mean this is the city and shit happens in the city we're suburban women and we may be a little naive yeah admittedly so even though i talk like i'm straight hood i'm yeah i'm i live in the suburbs yeah (laughs) yeah like suburb as fuck yeah where i live (laughs) yeah so, so, anyways, that was our day. It was day. a great day. Yeah. And just so everybody knows, um, when Jessica and I get to do this together, I look forward to it. It brings yeah. me so much joy. I wake up excited. Yeah. It's fun to have like adventures, little adventures. I know. Very fun. It's it was a great day. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, that's where we went today. We went to a lot of places. Jessica got to see lots of parts of Milwaukee mm-hmm. that she had never been in before. Yeah. Um, and it was a great day spent together. Yep. Along with Jessica's lovely daughter, who made me laugh a lot. Yeah, she's wild. She's wild, but I love her. She's my spirit animal. She's, Good luck. She's something. I know. I'm going to mm-hmm. need it. I can help you. Yeah. Talk to my parents. I'm sure. They'll guide you through oh, it. Oh, they probably, yeah, they should be my role models. No, for real. You should talk to them. I mean, I don't know. Do you really want her to turn out like me? It should be fine if she turned out like you. Okay. Just talk got- to my parents. They will get. They will get you through the years 14 to 17. Holy fuck, 15, like I didn't have a door for a whole year, almost a year. Oh no, I did not have a door. Oh my god, It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. But that is fast approaching, I'm sure I'm going to be there. Yeah, like they were like, if you slam that door one more time, it's coming off the hinges. And I looked my dad in the face and I was like, kapow. He took it off? Oh yeah. And I was like, what am I, I was like, what am I supposed to do when I want to change? And he's like, go to the bathroom and change. I don't care. Yeah. So, like, I didn't have, I couldn't, like, when I had to talk to boys, it had to be, like, yeah, yeah, it was fucking lame. But, but good parenting. Whatever. I mean, Sorry. okay. But it is. I mean, that's a really good, I mean, I'm. So many, I was grounded so ideas. much. It was just so bad. So, you know, they tried to tame this, the, the beast, but. It... They did, though. You didn't turn out crazy. Debatable. Well, well in other ways. Not. You know, I turned out to be a functioning member of society, and I think Perfectly that is what put. their goal was. They didn't completely get rid of the crazy. Yeah, they just harnessed it, and they're yeah. like Heather. But the thing is, is, I was always getting good grades and shit, so mm-hmm. I'd always be like, "What? I'm not pregnant. I'm not doing drugs. I'm not. I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, like like getting yeah. in bad trouble. I'm just yeah. like super mouthy. Yeah, and like always argue you and always challenge you. Yeah. They, I was like... You were strong in your leadership skills. Yeah. And they did not like it. No. It was rough. Okay. So anyways, go talk that. to Linda and Bill Hines. They will get you through the years 14 to I'm, 17. I am. I think I'm going to reach out to them. Get some... So... 
And if you have any good parenting tips, how to I mean, we've been tame. we didn't give any tips about how to not raise serial cuz these aren't serial killers. No. Nope. We didn't give any parenting tips today. What is a parenting tip that we would give about these people? We just talked about oh, well, not about these people. No, we talked about girl if something's happening, you oh, yeah. need to turn you know, in your cell phone if you find it. That and if some guys string you along for a year yes. and choking you and blindfolding you. Yes. I mean, I don't have a daughter, but like even in my boys, some bitch is stringing you along for a year. Bye yeah. girl. Yeah. 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 But if anybody wants to give us some parenting tips, you can follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. and uh, at Down Murder Lane. Lane. You so. can uh, slide in our DMs. Give okay. us some parenting tips. Um, and I did want to talk about the best DM we got this week from a family member of mine who I love dearly. We'll say Katie C. Yeah. She is an elementary school teacher. She teaches, I believe it's third grade. And right now she is teaching virtually. And um, her students are learning about different forms of media and are studying podcasts currently. So one of the things that she did, and she told us in her DM, and it was just so cool. And we love you, Katie. And I just yeah, really appreciate so all your support and all teachers your positive. Rock. Yeah, teachers rock. And like, you've been giving us like really good feedback. And I just love you. And shout out to you. I love you. And I miss you. And I can't wait to see you at Christmas. Okay, hopefully. hopefully. But anyways, um, yeah. So she said that the kids, her third graders, were listening to podcasts and that she was letting them listen to, obviously, not our podcast yeah. because, not sure if you There's noticed. There's a parenting tip. Don't let your kids yeah. listen to our podcast. Yes, there you go. Not sure if you noticed, little inappropriate. Yeah. There's some adult content, mm-hmm. if you haven't noticed. Yeah. If if you didn't notice and you've been playing this in front of your children, mm-hmm. you might want to stop. Yes. Just. Here's your. Parenting Yeah. Tip. There okay. You go. So anyways, she was just playing the theme songs mm-hmm. and she played our theme song and they loved it. And then she told them this was composed by a kid that is your age. And the kid so is our neat. friend's son and he's so talented and so awesome and we're not going to say his name. Um but we just think you're awesome. Yeah, I think that's so sweet. And the other kids, they were just like, you know, a nine-year-old kid that's your age made this for this podcast, and this is on Spotify and Apple Music and all this stuff, and he made it. And they were just like, oh my god, so cool. Yeah. And it's a jam. It's a banger. For sure. Yeah. Okay, so. real. Also, we talked about Instagram, so Facebook, Downward Lane, True Crime Podcast, reach out to us there as well. Um, And email us at downmurderlanepodcast at gmail.com. Heather checks it. Obviously, I did not. I checked it. It was on Facebook. She slid in our Facebook DMs. Um, but yeah, I keep an eye on that stuff. So slide away. Yeah. I why I I mean I got a I got a a slide about oh yeah slide into us with positive things. Not that you want Heather to be your sugar baby. Yeah, I got a job off offer. It's crazy. In my DMs, and it was my personal Instagram, which is like straight lockdown. Yeah. And like my personal pic, it's like so private. Yeah. My personal picture is me with my children. Yeah. Like. Hello, and you put mom. Two and two together. You're the Heather Farr. Yeah, I mean, I know. <laughs> the Heather Farr. This girl. Not only is she daddy. a wedding planner, she's a mom, and she's also weird as fuck. Yeah. So she's I mean, gotta I be get into the this appeal. shit. Yeah. I get it. I mean, I suppose. <laughs> so, anyways, dude, and he's like super old. Slides in my DMs, and he's like, "Hi, I could totally read it. Do you want me to read it? She can read a book. Yes, it is. Okay, hold on, Jessica, fill some pre- fill some airtime. Um, so. <laughs> We, you know, before we 
lost like the half an hour of banter that we have having to re-record right now you said this whole case was two for one we talked about two cases for one and you said bogo for pogo and it made me think of pogo the clown which was gacy's clown creepy yeah and i had to tell the story that i went to you know thanksgiving was different this year not really around our family everyone's distancing and blah 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 so we decided to take a road trip just me and my family down to Tennessee, Pigeon Forge, so Gatlinburg, awesome. and just all the beautiful hikes and the outside everything, and it was really nice, but I had to check off a bucket list item of, of mine and go to the Alcatraz East Crime Museum, who they were having a special like exhibit on Ted Bundy, <gasps> who, you know, it's my case, I love that case, so... Um, I had, I went there and they also had a lot of other, they had a whole section about serial killers and they had so freaking cool John Wayne Gacy's, uh, clown costumes. They had his wallet and I knew, yeah. And I knew that looking at his Pogo the Clown costume, I knew it smelled like chicken. It was greasy as fuck. Yeah. Hated I mean, it. Disgusting man. Yeah. And I tried to freaking FaceTime. It probably did. I saw it. You I'm know, like eh. the whole FaceTime thing. It was yeah. I tried to FaceTime Heather because I wanted her to see this museum had OJ. Not it's not OJ's Bronco, but the Bronco that he the was white in. Bronco. The white Bronco. The Bronco. It had ten buddies. The bug but without the passenger without seat. without the passenger seat. <gasps> Free, so creepy. And I I'm trying <gasps> to FaceTime Heather. I'm like, you have to see this. This is and insane. I'm like in my bedroom putting away um laundry and like I'm yelling because I'm so mad. And, and my can't. husband comes upstairs and he's like what is wrong with you up? Like, what is wrong? And I'm like, Jessica's trying to, she's at the Ted Bunny exhibit and it's not working and I can't. Oh, it was so frustrating. Yeah. But you know they did that on purpose so people don't, but you can still take pictures anyway. So. She wanted me to experience with her. And yes, I, I wanted to. you to see this museum and like read every placard about every, Ed Gein's tooth. We're going like, to go there. Yeah. And they also had some stuff from like Elizabeth Smart. They had, you know, some kidnapping yeah. ones. They had, oh my god, they had like Kaylee Anthony. I didn't, Kaylee Anthony's like teddy bear. Well, oh, that's hard. That one's yeah. hard for me. I hate that chick. I don't like that one. Okay, so, so read this. I found. Slide DM, whatever The DM that I got from a man. Should I say his name? No. I'll just say his first name. Okay. Winston. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Winston. I feel like he has like a. Okay. So Winston slides in my DMs one morning at 7.01 a.m., like yeah, bright and fucking early. He's old. Good morning, Winston. <laughs> All right. So he says to me, hey there, I would just go straight to the point. I find you really attractive and I would like you to be my sugar baby. <laughs> okay. Now keep in mind, this is on my private Instagram where literally it's just a picture of me standing with my boys. Like, yeah. it's I'm not like sexed up or like trying to be hot or anything i'm literally like in a tank top like with my it's my birthday and i'm blowing out my birthday candles with my kids i love it it's like as wholesome as you can possibly get yeah and i know that i'm in real life not always wholesome but i mean i'm i'm putting this yeah i like to party and stuff but i mean i'm this 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 profile picture is like a mom with her children on her birthday okay so anyways so he wants to be he wants me to be a sugar baby no sexual relationship or nudity would be involved. I call bullshit. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah, you just want to give me Yeah, okay. What, sure. you want me to stand there and smile? Yeah. Yeah, all right. He'll watch you Winston. eat your Doritos and... Yeah, eat my Doritos and drink my your wine. Holo, your yeah. what is it? Halo. Halo ice cream. ice cream with my 110 calories per half pint. All right. Follow me for more tips. 
All right. So, yeah, no sexual relationship or nudity would be involved. Bullshit, Winston. Yeah. A friend referred the app for me. Now, this is Instagram, so I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. As I'm going through depression, and he thought that getting a sugar baby could help me. Dude, I'm not going to help you. No. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, so crazy. I'm like a ray of sunshine and everything, yeah. I know, but like... Yeah. Winston, it's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah. So, he wants me to help him through his depression. <laughs> he was trying to find one on Facebook, but was finding it difficult. So he decided to try Instagram instead. An old guy found yeah. Facebook difficult and Instagram <laughs> easy. I can't navigate Instagram. So anyways, yeah. So he's like, Facebook is dry. It's a bust. I'm going to go over to IG and see what up over there. Slide in some DMs. Some suburban moms with their kids. Oh my gosh. See what's okay. up with some sugar babies. All right. If you are loyal and agree to the terms... <laughs> Gosh, we can that. negotiate weekly payments and other benefits. I want to know what the other benefits are. You, okay. He says no gonna... nudity and no sexual situation. Yeah. So what do I got? So he do? wants weekly payments. Now I work in as a wedding planner, so I mean I haven't had much of an income since March. So I mean, like, she's considered it, people. I was like, ooh, Winston, like weekly payments would be nice. Yeah. I haven't had weekly payments in a while. Yeah. Besides unemployment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and other benefits. So, like, what kind of other benefits? Do you think that he, you know, he wants to, like, wash your feet or something? Ew. I'm serious. That's what that's... Oh. It's going to be weird stuff like that. Weird shit? Does he want, want me to, to wear s- antler sex outfit? <laughs> <laughs> he wants to sit in your corner wearing his antlers, watching you eat Doritos Ew, and catfish. I don't like it. Okay. <sighs> so then he's like, all right, so we can negotiate weekly payments and other benefits. I'm sorry if this pisses you off. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you don't block me after I start making payments. He has not made any payments. You should, okay, do you want to respond? Yes. You should be like, make first payment and then I'll. (laughs) (laughs) Make first payment and then I'll send you a picture of my elbow. Yeah. Have a good day. (laughs) Good day, sir. (laughs) With a bow tie. Here's my my Venmo. (laughs) Make payments. Cash out or something. Oh my gosh. What is the benefits? <laughs> Can you please tell me the benefit package for this yes. position? What <laughs> is a dollar amount? I don't of? even know if I... I don't want to respond, but I, I kind of want to. might get crazy. I know. Shit might get real. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to sleep on so it. there's just so many questions. I know. I have so many questions. I've been sleeping on this for like three weeks. I know. All right. Slide into our DMs and tell us if what you, you think Heather yeah, should do. Yeah. If you have any ideas on how I should respond to this, because I haven't responded to him yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me know. If you might, if you have any ideas of what the benefits might be besides weekly payments. I think it's going to be, yes, interesting. <laughs> I'm sure this has happened to somebody else. Okay. Oh, sure. If Winston has slid in your DMs, you let me know because then he's a two-time and motherfucker. Yeah. He's not following the rules. Yeah. The terms. Sugar baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, so anyways. until next time. Take that trip. But pack wisely. Because you never know who you will run into. Like a sugar baby. Like a sugar baby, like a Winston. Down Down Murder Murder Lane. Lane.